I'm your host, Matt Bergman, and welcome to From the Hawk's Nest. My guest today is Daryl Hightower. She's a 2012 QU alum with two degrees, one in biology and one in chemistry. After graduating from QU, Daryl attended chiropractic college at Logan University in Chesterfield, Missouri, and she provides chiropractic services at Thrive Chiropractic in Quincy. Daryl, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Well, let's start about uh, let's start with talking about your current situation and chiropractic care, and tell us about Thrive and and all the things that you do there. Yes. Yeah, so after I graduated from Logan, uh, my husband and I, and we had one son at the time, uh, we moved back to Quincy, and I opened my office in March of 2016. So I specialize in one of the gentlest techniques in chiropractic. It's called torque release technique. And instead of twisting, cracking, and popping, uh, I use different adjusting instruments that can adjust the spine, get great results with much, much less force. So uh, the adjustments are very gentle, um, very comfortable for the patients. Uh, I work a lot with pregnant women. I work a lot with infants and children, uh, elderly people that might have osteoporosis, as well as, you know, everyone else in the family. But the technique is gentle enough for those special populations. So maybe yeah, so I've been doing that since 2016, and uh, it's just it's awesome. In my in my um, opinion, it's the best profession in the world. Well, and and it sounds to me like it's it's not what you normally would think of when you think of chiropractic care. Yes, uh, if you're not familiar with chiropractic care and. Uh, you know, just going off what you might have seen on TV or what you might have heard about. A lot of people are thinking about that big crack, that big twist and pop. Uh, but there are so many other techniques in chiropractic that can get great results with much, much uh, less force, a, a much gentler approach. And I imagine that you've had multiple, multiple success stories uh, with patients. Are there any that, any that just stick out to you as, as a, a really cool example? Oh my, that's that's a really good question. Uh, I see wonderful things happen in my office each and every day, each and every week. Um, oh, some really cool ones that I can just think of now. Um, a lot of like ear infections in children hmm. uh, where they're you know scheduled for to get tubes in their ears, uh, but they start getting adjusted. They start getting regular chiropractic care. And the ear infections heal, and they don't get any more ear infections. Wow. Um, we did have this little girl. Um, she was so sick when I first met her, and uh, she had been to, like, Children's Hospital down in St. Louis and was having all these digestive issues. And she was five at the time, and the parents just didn't know what to do. It was really um, disturbing her quality of life. And after just oh, six to eight weeks, of getting adjusted uh, and taking a few supplements that I recommended. Her, her digestion was completely back to normal. She was no longer having to go down to St. Louis to Children's Hospital. Um, and she's been normal and healthy ever since. So wow. just neat things like that. And those, those types of things have to make it worth all, all the effort. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's the kind of stuff that I see day in, day out, week in, week out. It's just, chiropractic is such a cool profession, uh, getting to work with the body in, in a natural way, um, you know, not having to prescribe medication or surgeries or, 
you know, these invasive things to be able to help people, you know, to perform these very gentle adjustments and to watch their body heal and, you know, become healthy naturally. It's just, it's so rewarding. When did you know that being a chiropractor was your calling? Yeah, that's another great question. Um, Several events, um, you know, in my life kind of led to me choosing chiropractic. Um, And a lot of them occurred while I was at QU. My sophomore, my freshman or sophomore year, uh, while I was playing basketball, I was having a lot of back pain. And I had never been to a chiropractor before, but I told my mom that my back was hurting at practice. And um, she suggested that I go see this family friend that was a chiropractor. And he helped me with all that back pain. I was able to get back to playing without pain. So, you know, I kind of chalked that up in my memory as, wow, you know, chiropractic helped me. That was cool. Um, But I kind of moved on with life and and chiropractic was not uh, on the radar as far as my profession yet. But then I had a knee injury, you know, a year later playing basketball, I hurt my knee and nobody was able to help me. I'd, you know, seen our trainers and done some physical therapy and saw our team doctor uh, and nothing was really getting to the root of that knee pain. So I saw a different chiropractor and within three visits, my knee pain was gone and I was back to playing just like normal. So that was another memory that I kind of stored away thinking, wow, chiropractic is really cool. It helped me again. Um, And so after that experience uh, and really sitting down and thinking what I wanted my life to look like in the future, I ended up choosing chiropractic as as my profession. Awesome. And in addition to that, you know, I know you're um, a mother and, and a wife, and I know that plays a significant role in your life and your priorities including having four sons under the age of eight. <laughs> tell, yeah. tell us how you, how, how do you do that? <laughs> well, one of the reasons that I chose chiropractic, you know, I had those good experiences and then I said, I kind of sat down and envisioned what I wanted my life to be. I knew that I wanted to be a wife and a mother. And I knew that those roles were going to be even more important to me than my professional career. So I chose something where I could open my own office and I could set my own hours and I could work my own schedule so that my family could come first, but I would still be able to help lots and lots of people through, through my profession. So my office, we see patients between three and four hours a day. Uh, and the rest of the day I'm home with those four kiddos. And four under eight. I'm just going to go back to that. Four sons <laughs> under eight. You, I am sure that things are just crazy around your house from time to time, but you have help. Uh, your husband is also a QU graduate uh, and yep. played baseball here, and you got married in the QU Chapel in 2014. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, and tell us about what your husband's doing now. Yes. So my husband, when we moved back to Quincy in 2016, um, he joined the baseball staff. He was an assistant coach at John Wood. Uh, community college here in town and um, he did that for a few years and then he was promoted to the head coach so for five years now he's been the head baseball coach at John Wood and so he devotes a lot of his uh, time and um, you know puts a lot into the baseball program here they have been getting more successful each and every year 
and it's, it's really neat to see what he's done with that program and, and how he continues to drive that forward. And uh, tell us a little bit about how you balance everything with, with family and career. Yes, it's definitely a team effort between my husband and I. So what's nice about his job is that he also has a flexible schedule. Um, you know, he can set practice time and his meeting times and things like that uh, can be flexible and can change with the needs of our family. So um, on Tuesday and Fridays, I see patients early in the morning from uh, 7 in the morning until 10 in the morning. And my husband stays home with the kids during that time, takes some of them to school and keeps the little ones at home. And then when I'm done at 1030, he drops uh, the little kids off at my office and he goes to work. So uh, we definitely have, um, you know, these nice schedules where we can work together, um, you know, keeping the kids home with us and not having to do daycare or anything like that. And that's, that's how we juggle it. Wow. It sounds like it all all, all works out and, and you've got a, a well-oiled machine. Uh, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, stop and take a brief break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Daryl about her time at QU and how she came to QU and what some of her favorite memories are. Stay with us. You're listening to From the Hawk's Nest. QU Hawk fans never have to miss a game. Visit QUHawks.com and click on the media tab to find the GLVC Sports Network. It's available on both your desktop and mobile tablet devices, as well as four over-the-top platforms, including Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV, and Apple TV. All live and on-demand archived video is available free of charge. For game schedules and the latest news, visit QUHawks.com. And follow Quincy University Hawks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And welcome back to From the Hawks Nest. I'm your host, Matt Bergman. And today I'm chatting with QU alum, Daryl Hightower. She's a 2012 alum from Quincy University. Also operates a chiropractic clinic in Quincy. And and one more time, has four sons under the age of eight. She is a very busy lady. And so we thank her for taking some time out of that busy schedule to to talk with us on the show today. Daryl. Take us back to high school and the process you went through in choosing Quincy University. I know you were um, from not super far away, but Quincy maybe wasn't your first choice? That is correct. Uh, I was from the tri-state area. Um, Clark County is where I went to high school in Missouri. And I was recruited to play basketball by Quincy University. But uh, at that point, I just didn't think it was for me. I thought it was too close. I thought I needed this, like, you know, different college experience where I was far away from home, and uh, that's originally what I thought I wanted to do. Um, So I turned down all the offers that I had for scholarships for basketball. I said, no thanks. Um, I'm going to go further away. Um, And then for a time, I actually considered not even playing basketball in college. Um, I I had always known that I wanted to go into some type of healthcare, and I had been accepted into St. Louis University's uh, medical honors program, uh, where basically you're already accepted into their medical school. So I considered doing that and not playing basketball. Uh, but then at the, you know, in my senior year, uh, when it was kind of getting down to making a choice, I went back and, and decided I did want to play basketball, 
but I was going to go to um, a school up in Iowa. It was called Cornell University, and I, I thought I was going to go there because they had a great science program, um, and I was going to play basketball. But then God stepped in, and the a couple weeks before it was time to move in, um, you know, my freshman year, I decided I backed out of that school up in Iowa, and I just really felt God speaking to me, saying, you know, Quincy University, this is the place I want you. This is the place you need to be. Um, so I called Coach J.D. Gravina. That was uh, the basketball coach. Yep. And I said, remember how you had offered me all those scholarships to come play basketball here? And he said, yes. And I said, I'm sure you probably gave those away to other people. But I'm coming to QU, and I want to be on the basketball team. Is, is that a possibility? And he was very happy. And he said, I don't have any money for you. But yes, you can be a, a walk-on on the basketball team. So I said, I'll take it. I moved in like a week later. Oh, wow. And <laughs> yes, this all happened very quick. Um, and I walked on to the basketball team. And thankfully, by my second semester of my freshman year, he magically had my uh, full scholarship back. So um, I got my, my full scholarship for basketball back after that, that first semester. And, yeah, it was just, you know, just through a lot of prayer. I just really felt like that's where God wanted me and needed me. And I'm so thankful um, that, that that's how it worked out. And then, of course, while you were here, you met your husband. Yes. Yeah, so I think that might have been, you know, that really important reason why God needed me, <laughs> uh, you know, at QU. Uh, and there were lots of other, you know, wonderful things that happened in my life while I was at QU. I had a fantastic uh, experience in the science department. You know, my professors were top-notch. Dr. Hale, uh, Dr. Scott Luaders, uh, Dr. Inger, uh, Dr. Coelho, they were all very instrumental in my education. And honestly, when I got to chiropractic school, when I got to Logan. I was already the top of my class, like, you know, the, the education I had received compared to a lot of my classmates, I did not struggle at all. I, it was a breeze right through a lot of those basic science classes, uh, thanks to my education at QU. So that was another thing that I'm very thankful for with my education. Um, I also loved all the um, religion classes that we took. My husband and I were, uh, neither of us were Catholic coming to QU, um, but through our classes and our professors, uh, Dr. Kent Lesnowski mm -hmm. was very instrumental um, in, you know, in my faith formation. And after we graduated QU a few years later, we decided that we wanted to join the Catholic Church. So that was another just, you know, amazing thing that happened for both of us during our time at QU. So we have so much to be thankful for, you know, with our time at QU. That's wonderful. And, uh, you know, and most of those professors you mentioned, uh, you know, are still working here today and still influencing uh -huh. <laughs> students. So um, they'll, they'll love hearing, uh, hearing this podcast. Yes. Well, what were some and I of still the... keep in, in touch with, with several of them. Wonderful. So, uh, I talked to Dr. Hale. Uh, I just saw Dr. Inger a few weeks ago. Um, we were eating at the Abbey and we ran into him and, I've talked to Doc Waiters, you know, 
fairly recently. So we keep in touch um, a decent amount. What were some of your favorite college memories and in, in, in maybe, maybe outside the classroom and outside the basketball arena? Um, what were some of the fun things you guys like to do? Oh, man. When you said the first thing that came to mind were lots of basketball memories, traveling uh, to away games. And, uh, you know, one time our national tournament um, was up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So we got to like charter a flight and it was just our team on this uh, this flight out of Quincy Airport flying up to the Upper Peninsula. So a lot of the, you know, really cool memories kind of center around uh, basketball. But, you know, campus life was so fun. My first two years, I lived in Willer Hall, which I think has a new name now. Is it called something different? No, Willer or, or was it Centennial? No, I lived in Willer as a freshman because really? I, I came to QU so late. All uh, the freshman dorms were taken. And so I got thrown into a suite oh. um, that wasn't quite full with some uh, sophomores and juniors. Ah, yes. No, Willer is still Willer. Uh, Centennial, which okay. was a freshman, is now Heline. Okay, okay. Well, I lived in Willer for two years um, with some basketball players and some soccer players. And I thought that was such a neat setup with, uh, you know, the bedrooms on the end and then that Mm -hmm. big common room. So we had so much fun uh, playing games, watching TV, hanging out uh, in Willer Hall. Um, Lived in one of the campus houses my senior year. And that was super fun. Um, We, it was kind of a lottery system to even get a house. And my best friend and I got lucky enough that our name was drawn we got to pick um, a house right there on 18th Street, and so um, hosted lots of gatherings at that <laughs> house. <laughs> we weren't too far from Jed's, and so that was a, mm-hmm. a popular spot was to come hang at our house, walk over to Jed's. Um, my husband and the baseball team, a lot of them lived off campus near Spring Street, so that was another like popular place to go was to hang out at the baseball house with my husband and his friends and uh, walk over to Spring Street. So, uh, yes, lots of fun memories. Have you stayed connected with former teammates or former classmates? Yes, quite a bit. Um, My best friend from, like, middle school and high school, uh, she played basketball at QU as well. Um, Her name was Renita Bunty, which is Renita Welding now. And so we have remained the best of friends through all that. Um, And lots more of my teammates still live locally. Um, Lucy, it was Lucy Cramsey back then, and her younger sister, Liz Cramsey, um, they still live locally. And so we get together at least once a week or every other week and hang out with our kids and go to the park and and fun things like that. her name was Sam Wilson, or Sam Pope. Now she's Sam Wilson. Um, she is a physical therapist in town, and we were teammates as well, and we see each other quite a bit still. So, yeah, very connected still, especially with, like, basketball alumni and some other alumni that I met, um, like, in the religion department. Mm-hmm. Um, they got some theology degrees and things like that that I'm still close with. And then a lot of the baseball alumni as well. Uh, my husband still talks to quite a few of his teammates, and we've remained close with 
with lots of baseball guys too. That's wonderful. That's uh, kind of the QU story, I think, and uh, those relationships that you build. And you've mentioned you've hit on you know two one relationships that last a lifetime with faculty, uh, and then relationships with your with your classmates and teammates, and and so that's what makes this a special place. Yes, and I have learned uh, by talking to lots of people that the QU love story is is pretty common too. Yes, I mean, it there's is. There's a lot of people <laughs> that met their spouse uh, at QU and you know, and married and, and things like that. So I yep. think that's pretty neat as well. Yep. We have many, many, many of those, those types of stories and it's, it's very cool. Yes. Well, putting all that together, what sort of advice would you offer to current students and whether they're athletes or, or just a, a regime student, what, what sort of advice would you give them looking back? That's another, you're full of great questions. (laughs) Um, The first thing that comes to mind is to be involved. You know, you you get to make or break your own experience by how much you want to put into it. And so, you know, if you want to sit back and not join any clubs or, you know, get involved with a, um, you know, a group of people, then your experience is probably going to suffer. But the more you put into it, the more active you get, the more people you meet. To me, that just made all my experience. I felt like I walked through campus and I knew everybody, you know, Uh, and that really makes your time there special when you get to get really connected with the other students. And, you know, if you get involved in the different clubs and the different groups uh, that your professors are a part of, you can become really close. Um, and make great relationships with your professors. So uh, I think just getting out there, getting involved is, is some of the best advice that I could give. I think that's, uh, that's key. That is definitely key. You, you can make the, you experience what you make of it by, by how much you get involved for sure. Yep. Well, Daryl, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And be sure to tune in next time for another episode of From the Hawk's Nest, where we learn about QU faculty, staff, students, Franciscan friars, and alumni, and their QU journey. I'm Matt Bergman. Remember, it's always a great day to be a hawk.